Moncrief on News Talk. Tomlin with you in News Talk 106 to 108 for your text or 087 for your WhatsApps. Um, as the film and TV industry has grown in Ireland, so too have the supporting sectors. One of those is props. The signature pen held by a central character or the copper pots in the pans from a 19th century big house in the west of Ireland, a kitsch living room that matches a quirky personality. One of the country's main prop houses is now auctioning off decades of their pieces from shows like Normal People and films like My Left Foot. Kevin McNulty is the manager of Film Prop House Historic Interiors and he joins us now in studio with some of the pieces. Killian, how are you today? Very good, Tom. Thanks very much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, how did you get into this business? Uh, my father is a uh, hoarder collector and basically he had, uh, over the years, amassed quite a considerable, since the 60s, a lot of things that related to social history. So for argument's sake, the things you'd use in your kitchen, the things that the tools that were used to make things, things that were used in offices. And uh, somebody from the film industry found out about him and asked him, could they hire some of those items? And so I was basically um, free child labour through the 80s into the 90s. And then I took over in the 90s as the manager of the business and took it to, for the next whatever amount of years it was, we kind of went from just being a collection of items into things that were really thought through in order to try to help tell the stories. Does that, that kind of, does your arrival into that business kind of coincide with the, the, the explosion really of the film? Yeah, I, I had moved over to Spain and uh, I was kind of technically doing nothing in Spain and uh, things just got out of hand for my father and he asked me would I come back and take it over because I wasn't really like doing anything. I wasn't um, doing anything too brilliant and uh, then I got involved in the business and then over the f- over the next few years we started to really like think about it. Up to that point, it was um, maybe just a collection of items versus a kind of a, a, a story as such. And how do, how do you think about it? How do you decide what to buy and, and what to collect and what might be useful? So you, you kind of take a character. You take, like, say, you know, over the time you're meeting the same people and you're talking about the same things. So you're talking about like a, an ordinary guy who's going out to work on a daily basis in a mundane job. And like, how do you how do you show the mundanity in in his house, in his life? You know, how can you tell, you know, you've got a kid like, for example, this was in, say, Angela's Ashes. It's That's a kid the leather bag. School. It's a classic old. Was that in Angela's Ashes? Classic. Yeah. The, the two strips of leather holding it closed. I, I think I may have he- owned something like that back in the day. Absolutely. And and the thing is, is that you've got to, the, the kid has to go to school with that yeah. on their back. So there has to be a place that you can go to and you can say, I need 20 bags. We've got a load of school kids. I need crockery. You know, we're going to do a Norse soup ad. I need whatever it happens to be. And then we, on the other side of that, have to kind of think about those things as we buy them and say to ourselves, you know, what does... You know, you have a choice between this crockery set and that crockery set. Both are equally mundane, but which one is more characterful? And so you try to buy more characterful things all right. of the time. But you're buying a lot of stuff in advance, aren't you? And, oh, yeah, and building up this store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoping it was huge. Come. It was absolutely huge. You know, we had like tens of thousands of items that you could choose from. And we could do something from 1660, 1760, 1860, 1960. We could do the whole shebang and we could like tell multiple stories within those periods. And what is it then? A producer comes to you? Is it from a no, film No, no, the art or? department. So you've got the production designer will 
oversee how the film looks and yeah. give it a give the characters a kind of a look and a feel. And then for the most part, in certain cases, you'll get a production designer who will come out and talk to you along with their buyer, their film buyer. But in most cases, you just get the film buyer out and that they have to explain to you the character. And so in some cases, you get a kind of a, you can have a, a, a tour around the prop house where it's just, I need this, I need that, I need the other. Or you can have a tour around the prop house where you're really trying to expand a character and it can be great fun and you can kind of start putting things together to really tell that person's story. You know, if you take something like, which wasn't done in Ireland, uh, Meet the Fockers, like where the parents are like real hippy-dippy and yeah. you kind of get all that hippy-dippy gear together and you you present that to try and get yeah. that point across. Well, we have to do that all of the time. And sometimes it's great fun and sometimes it's just it's just a job. Pulling teeth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, same in every job, I think, sometimes. Uh, some of the ones you've done, did I hear you were connected with Father Ted at one point? Well, Father Ted, my memory of that was that uh, a lady uh, who I know very well came up to me and... She was doing this show about three priests on a on a uh, an island in Ireland, and um, I really loved uh, Dermot. I just thought he was the funniest man, and uh, so I um, I was intrigued. And what she was looking for, because she had to buy everything to go to the studio in London, because it was done in front of a studio audience, she needed to to find. The, the brief was twee religious items. <laughs> the twee the better. So yeah. I don't know if you remember, and it didn't come oh. from us. I don't know where she got it, but they had a throw of Jesus on yeah. the back of the sofa. We had a blinking Jesus. It was like a hologram yeah. picture that like when you look at it, either follows way. you around the room. Yeah. And there was a few other things. So we sold them some bits and pieces for that. But I remember when it came out, I nearly died laughing at it. Like Dermot Morgan was just the funniest man. And, uh, I rang Carmel, who was the lady, and I just said, oh, my God, that was just unreal. You, like, she was kind of like, yeah. you know, no, it, it really, really was. didn't land for me. It was, but, it but was me, so it good. Was, yeah. It was so many levels. When you think yeah. of all the things in the priest's house, from, from the teapots to their clothes, yeah. the cardigans, everything, it was... Well, you see, that's the thing. And again, like taking the Angela's Ashes bag, you can yeah. see that it's had like something uh, put on it to yeah. try and make it look older, to take the sure. sheen off it. Yeah. So if you think about Father Ted's house, it's grubby, like yeah. in a way, you know, and there's all this kind of like everything is kind of, you know, taken and, and distressed. Right. You know, some of the things you brought in today, you have this, um, that's this, actually a clock. Is it? it looks like a man, looks like a... Yeah, it's a novelty clock. But like, you know, it just going back through things recently, it's very prominently featured in uh, Banshees of Inishirin, uh, which is in, this is in Brendan Gleeson's. Yes. So he's meant to be a man of the world. He's meant to have interesting knickknacks. If you look around his, his set... It's full of like little artists, dolls and things like that and masks and whatnot. So it's very, very shapely. So while this is a nothing thing in one way, it's a real, it's a, it's a nice bit of shape for it the camera. It kind of suggests to, a man to, who has somehow travelled the world and yeah, at times has brought back interesting things. Exactly. It? It's not, it's not boring, you know. And so that features prominently. Now, we also had uh, the, the chair that was in his house, but Brendan bought that for himself. Oh, okay. Fair enough. At yeah. the end. So you get that from yeah. time to time. You get people yeah. who get very attached and you get like certain props that the actors wish to keep for. Right. I know one of the things you're, you're, you're there's an auction are the guns that were used in Michael Collins. Yeah, but these Others? are, these are now, these are, these are rubber. So Can these I are background. That? Of course, yeah. These are background pieces. So effectively it's the shape is what you're looking at. I'm so amazed by this because this looks, it just looks exactly like a gun, but it's, it's no. actually rubber, is it? It's rubber, yeah. My so God. there's a scene where they break into an RIC station and they take uh, they take uh, there's a few gun racks of guns and uh, they um, 
Liam Neeson is pulling guns off and giving them to his IRA comrades and uh, they're robbing them. And basically, you know, there's maybe on uh, all of the lead actors get real guns. And if there's a real bolt action on the gun, you've a real gun. But if you're in the background, you're this with a it. rubber rifle. Yeah. So you know where you stand in the pecking order if you have yeah. this. Yeah, and then they would really. have ended up in The Wind That Shakes the Barley. They would have ended up in numerous, anything that was 1916. There was a show called Rebellion. There was whatever. So they're constantly, that's why in a way like this used to have like, you know, a further bit yeah. there. It had a trigger. A bayonet or things just, like things just. This is a Lee Enfield, isn't it? It is. Yeah. We've all watched enough of these movies to know what these guns actually are yeah, at yeah, this point, yeah. aren't we? 303. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It speaks to the child in all of us, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, and everybody, go, every, everybody who sees that gravitates to it in some way, shape, or form. Like you know, it's kind of wouldn't. a, it is a talking point within, you know, a world of items that are, you know, really just background yeah. items that are really just kind of helping to set a scene. But there's a few things there that like Brings are things alive. Yeah, it's fantastic. I better hand this back to you now before. Uh, Thank you. I'm filmed for the news. Um, so well, I'd walk into town with this. Oh God! At this particular moment, I don't know how you managed to yeah. get in in one piece. Why are you having that? You're moving out of the the rental side of things. Yeah. Aren't you? So we we have two companies: Historic Interiors and the Vintage Hub, and we rent furniture to films and we sell furniture. And we had a choice a few years ago where we really we were we were the Vintage Hub was coming up and up building all of the time. Historic interiors was becoming a bit more static and we really had to make a choice between which one we did properly because we were doing neither properly. And I'm not, I don't like to do things in a half-hearted manner. I don't like to give somebody a bad service, but I couldn't service them properly. Right. And, you know, and then I'd done 29 years of it. So I'd kind of run out of steam for it in a way. It's also, Ireland's becoming a lot more tv and so while they're in series three, four, five sure. of, a, of a TV show, there's less prop hire. It's mostly purchase. They'll buy stuff, won't exactly. they? Yeah, of course, right. And so you're twiddling your thumbs. And yeah. so we would be, we would have these movies come in and they would take a lot of time to service while we had people waiting for things that they were buying. And I didn't like it. So the auction is going to be in Prussia Street uh, yeah. from December the 5th to the 8th and online at irishcountryhome.com. People can pick up really nice little kind of conversation pieces, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Th- these things were in absolutely, like most of these things have been in more movies than Robert De Niro, but you just, <sighs> you you would, could you spot them in the films? God only knows. But the thing is that they're, they were really heavily jobbing props. Like they were out all of the time. Like, you know, so they're in like Richard Harris's hands one week. The next week, it's Johnny Depp. The week after, it's like, you know, Liam Neeson, like blah, 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 right. blah. But, but because these things are a year in advance, we can't, we hear about Father Ted, sure. but it's a concept. We hear yeah. about the field, but it's a concept. Sure. And then all of a sudden it's this runaway thing. God. And, and at that point, you've forgotten about it because yeah. you've serviced it and you've moved on. Still a film lover's dream, it has to be said. For, yeah, for yeah. Up things like that. Uh, Killian, thank you very much indeed. Thanks, Fascinating uh, world. Tell us about Thanks very much. I'll be talking to you today. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.